Welcome to the Efficient Private Clients Podcast, where we delve into the intricacies of the financial world and bring you our latest market and economic expertise. Our discussion today is on the topic of asset allocation, with more of a focus on the traditional asset classes. Your host once again is myself, Carl Poppy, an investment specialist at Efficient Private Clients, and we are joined in studio for the first time by Christian van Veek, Portfolio Manager, also with Efficient Private Clients. Christian, firstly, thank you for joining us in the studio today. Let's kick it off with the crux of the matter, the asset allocation. What is asset allocation and why is it important? Oh, thanks, Carl. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a privilege. And um, yeah, I think asset allocation is basically the, the principle on which investment industry or the investment industry is based. Um, it's basically the job that investment managers have in allocating capital towards the best or the most um, suitable investment possible. I think that kind of sums up what asset allocation is um, to me. I think um, you can obviously delve into the various asset classes. I suppose we are going to do a bit later, but I think in essence um, what it is is it, you have to allocate capital to the most attractive or most suitable investment opportunity um, that's available to you. And I think that, that kind of encapsulates um, what the investment industry is all about mm. and then asset allocation obviously just allocating towards the various investment opportunities. Yeah, so in my, in my last session with Renier we discussed alternatives but can you maybe touch on what assets fall under the traditional scope and maybe just revise a little bit on what we consider alternatives to be um, maybe with some more focus on how they perform in, in different market conditions. Yeah, so your traditional asset classes are typically um, your cash investments, which is your money market or, or like an income type fund investment, uh, which carries lower risk and also obviously lower returns over the long term. Then you move up the spectrum towards your bonds. Uh, bonds typically have a bit higher risk than, than your cash, uh, also carrying a bit more uh, of a, a longer higher longer ex long term ex return expectations. Mm. And at the end of the spectrum, you traditionally have your equities, uh, which is essentially the shares that you buy within a company, something that we focus on um, specifically at efficient private clients. Um, and then you know, that obviously has the highest return um, potential of the, of the uh, traditional asset classes. Then just moving over to the alternative asset classes, it's grown in, in, in its uh, interest over the last decade or so, um, especially on the private equity and hedge fund side. So like I've said, um, alternative investments typically include anything that's not your traditional asset classes. Um, that's anything from real estate to uh, physical assets um, to hedge funds and, and private equity. Um, these tend to have a little bit of uncorrelated return to the overall market mm. um, just because, of, well, principally because they don't invest in, um, well, the, the private equity specifically, they don't invest in publicly listed um, assets and therefore the, the liquidity of the asset class is typically a bit less. Uh, so there's less transparency of, of the price, and there's less price discovery. Um, there's not you know, 100 or 1,000 analysts looking at this, the same investment. Mm. It's an investment made into a private company. So it has less liquidity. It's got less frequent data, um, which makes it a, bit, a little bit more uncorrelated um, to, to the overall market or traditional assets. Okay. No, that makes sense. Uh, if we look at challenges, what are some of the challenges of asset allocation? How do you determine the right asset allocation for an uh, individual investor? Um, when we were mentioning the classes now, you mentioned bonds. I know there's a lot of investors that are interested in the bond space, I suppose, because the, the rates are relatively high. But how do they actually come to their own asset allocation decisions? Yeah, so, I mean, all 
um, asset allocation decisions should start off with the needs of the investor or, or the mandates. I mean, you should set your strategic asset allocation or your long-term asset allocation um, to, to speak to these, um, these requirements from the investor or to the specific mandate. <clears throat> from there, um, the, there you, you can obviously take a bit more of a tactical approach with, with your asset allocation as you see the market movements, differences in valuations or opportunities. You can kind of deviate from your strategic asset allocation but uh, in order to arrive at your, your strategic asset allocation, it has to come down to, to the needs of the investor mm. or, or the requirements of, of the specific mandate that you want to invest to. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Would you agree it makes sense to see a financial advisor to do that? Uh, it might be a little bit difficult for the average investor to do that on their own. No, I mean, definitely. I think most people don't know what they need. Or yeah, don't know true. What they, they want. know what they want. Uh, they don't, <laughs> don't know, know what, what they, they need. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's a... That holds true in, in not just our industry, I think in most industries. So you need an expert to kind of assess your specific situation, your specific scenario and your specific requirements. Um, and then match that to, to an investment strategy that will, will fit your, your requirements, requirements or your needs and as well as your, your time horizon. Mm. What are some of the trends that are affecting asset allocation today and how do we manage these over time? I obviously mentioned bonds being relatively popular at the moment. Yeah, and I think obviously it's like the investment industry, like most industries, is an evolving industry and it's continuous changes and new theories um, like modern portfolio theory, for instance, um, you know, coming about. There's new research being done every day. Um, what's the optimal way of, of doing asset location or investing as a, as a, as a principle? Mm -hmm. um, so I do think, uh, I think what is changing the investment landscape at the moment is just the frequency and the amount of data that, that investors have access to and investment yes. managers have access to. Um, it's almost become uh, the norm to have real-time access to data, mm. um, not just for investment managers, but for, for most investors as well. And I think uh, investment managers will have to adapt to this. And um, I think clients uh, are becoming a little, little bit more short-term focused, which is not good for the investment industry, I think. Um, you, it's, you can have the best long-term or strategic asset location plan um, that will work over the long term, but if investors are, are short-term focused, uh, then they'll never stick to that plan or that mm -hmm. investment strategy um, if it underperforms in the short term. And I think that is probably one of the biggest challenges that the investment industry probably faces. Yes. It's just this amount of information that's available, the frequency of, of, of uh, information availability, um, and that kind of leading to short-term sightedness of, of, of clients and, and investors. Yeah, so ultimately plans are to be followed. So it doesn't help if you if you deviate. Exactly. Uh, I think the, the investment managers or in the asset allocation space have the mandate to do that on your behalf. You, you don't need to be deviating yourself as an investor. Exactly, because I mean, there's, there's various various uh, biases that uh, mm. the investors succumb to. And I mean, sometimes the investment manager also has to check himself uh, to make sure that he's not, um, you know, succumbing to these these biases and mm. at least the investment manager is trained um, to to identify it and to uh, how to kind of react to it and mm. make sure that you're not you're not falling prey to to investment biases when making decisions uh, yes. for your clients and clients will have to trust their investment manager um, for the long term and I mean without trust there's no uh, th that relationship can't work uh, yeah like, as with most relationships yes no exactly it's interesting I saw that um, the SEC or Securities and Exchange Control in, in America also um, have a team that focuses on behavioral finance for, for exactly that reason just to keep everyone in check yeah, no, exactly if we look at ourselves as efficient private clients what asset allocation strategy are we employing 
And why do we feel this is a, a sound strategy for long-term performance? Yeah, so I mean, the, us being rather analytical, uh, we decide we will usually revert back to statistics and, and a statistical approach to, to solving the, the acid-location problem. Um, and uh, myself specifically, I look, uh, usually use something like a mean variance optimization, mm -hmm. which essentially takes the risk and return characteristics um, <coughs> of the past performance into account okay. to kind of get an idea of what type of, well, how the combination of assets will work um, in a portfolio. Um, this is typically, you know, there's, there, are very, there are many ways to skin a cat, obviously. Mm -hmm. There are many ways to, to kind of construct a portfolio, construct asset location for a strategy. Um, I just prefer using um, it's something like a mean variance optimization to have some substance behind what, you know, the asset location you're yes. putting, you're not doing thumbs up, now, mm -hmm. suck numbers and creating a portfolio. Um, creating a portfolio from there, yeah. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you have to have some kind of theory or practice behind it that's, yeah. that's trying. I mean, yeah, they say history never repeats itself, but mm. it often rhymes. It does. Um, so, I mean, it's looking at history won't always give you the answers um, for, you know, for, for the future performance. And we always say that as well. I mean, historical, the classic saying, you know, historic performance does not equate to future mm -hmm. returns. Um, and on every fun fact sheet ever. Exactly. <laughs> we, that's not that's not the, what I'm saying. I'm saying that you know, if you look at the market performance of various assets mm -hmm. over various um, investment cycles, you do start to see some common factors. Yes, yes. And that's what we use to construct asset location uh, for specific environments and specific mandates or, or client needs. Mm. No, it makes sense. Lastly, what advice would you give investors who? are new to asset allocation and are possibly trying to find their feet in the investment world? I think it's very important to first of all do your research and look at our asset classes like we just said look at our asset classes behave over time and in different market conditions. Um, I think that's very important to, to take that into account when constructing a portfolio and, um, and then also I think like we, we start when we started off we said, said this I think it's very important to to know exactly what the needs are mm. before you start with a asset location. I yes. think um, your needs has to be, your, your portfolio needs to, to address your needs and um, part of that is the time horizon. Mm. How long you have to invest before you need the result. Yes. Um, if it's a short term focus, you can't take a lot of risk because in the short term, you know, risk assets like something like an equity portfolio can underperform. You know, in the long term, you've got the best return potential, um, but the time horizon definitely has to to suit the investment, um, the asset location or the investment that you portfolio that you're putting together. Mm -hmm. So I think those two are quite, quite important. Know your needs um, and also your risk tolerance, obviously. Um, if you can't handle the risk, then you shouldn't be investing in, in risk assets because mm -hmm. you, you will make mistakes um, and, and be led by like emotional biases more than you know, clear thinking and, and, and proper cognitive you know, analysis. Yes. So know your needs and, and do, your, do your proper research on it. Um, I mean, that's usually why you, you you're using investment manager to make decisions. I was hoping you were going to say that. For you. <laughs> um, that's, that's typically how, how people um, approach this, the problem of investing. Mm. Um, it's, it's get an investment manager that you trust to do it on your behalf, um, like we do at Efficient Private Lines. No, perfect. That makes sense. While asset allocation might be quite complicated in process, what isn't complicated is allocating your assets to efficient private clients. Mm.